Welcome to another episode of the LaVarsity Bull Show. Today is Monday, December 21st, 2020, and we are officially one day away from the official start of the NBA basketball season. Um, with that being said, you know, preseason just ended, and there was a lot to be discussed. A lot of things that I liked, a lot of things that I didn't necessarily like, and I want to spend the next 30 minutes, you know, chopping it up with you guys about some of those things. So on the first segment of this episode, we're going to talk about the rookies again. Um, some of the rookies that I mentioned in the last episode, some rookies that I didn't mention. Um, for the second segment, we're going to talk about some of the players that, that really shined uh, during the preseason um, that I'm expecting big things for uh, when we get you know when we get to starting the, the real season. And obviously for the last segment of the show, I think I found a, I think I found a good name for it. For the last 10 minutes of the show, we're going to call it the we're going to call it Knicks and Dimes because we're going to spend like 10 minutes talking about the New York Knicks. So stay tuned for that. So yeah, so let's just jump right into it. Like I said, there's a lot of things that happened during this preseason that I, I liked and a lot of things that I didn't like. But first off, I want to make sure I, I, make, I, I want to make sure that I point out that, you know, it is obviously preseason. And, you know, I'm not going to I don't want to read into anything that goes on in preseason too much because you know, even though players are just getting their, their legs back, you know, they they shaking off all the rust. We do see glimpses of things that, you know, we can get, get excited about and things that we should probably just calm down about because it's probably not going to be going on too much during the actual season. So first rookie that that I want to talk about is Devin Vassell out of San Antonio. Before I started this podcast and, I, you know, I just started my LaVarsity Ball Instagram page. Devin Vassell, um, I don't think I mentioned it in the last episode. Devin Vassell was actually the player that I thought New York was going to go after because I thought Obi Toppin was going to go, you know, way before the, way before he did. Um, I thought we were going to have to choose between Isaac Okoro. We were going to have to choose between Kyra Lewis, Tyrese Halliburton, Devin Vassell. And Devin Vassell was actually the guy that I wanted in New York. But... It's fine. We got Obi, and I'm totally fine with that. But if you guys do not know who Devin Vassell is, go check this kid out right now. He's he's going to be a stud, I think. And San Antonio definitely got another another great player in in Devin Vassell. For one, he's a great defender. That's that's numero uno about this kid. He's a great defender. As a matter of fact, I think he led all players in preseason. Not even just rookies, but all players in preseason in steals. Now, like I said, that's it's only preseason. It's only four games. You don't want to read too much into it. But Devin Vassell was a great defender. He was a great defender coming out of college. That's the reason I wanted him in New York. And he's going to be a great defender, I think, in the NBA. I think having a, a coach like Popovich over there, 
Um, it's going to do great for his career. And he has all-star potential. I'll say that. Um, I'm not sure if he will become an all-star, but he definitely has all-star potential. He can stretch the floor. He can shoot it. He can uh, he can get to the basket. You know, he can create his own shot. And his and his shot is pure. He has the great he has great mechanics. So look out for Devin Vassell out of San Antonio. Uh, um, I, I mentioned this rookie on the last show, and he continued. I think after the last show, I think we were two se- two two games into preseason, but you know I've seen him. I, I watched his last two games, and Cole Anthony continues to impress me. I still can't believe he went that. He fell that far in the draft, but he's looking like he's playing with a chip on his shoulder, and he got a lot to prove. Like basically telling all of these GMs, like, I cannot believe y'all passed on me, so I'm gonna make y'all look foolish for doing so. Cause he had those matchups against Lamelo, and I know Lamelo had that one 18 point game, so everybody gassed up that. And I expect, I'm not sure what I expect Lamelo. I'll get to Lamelo in a second, but those battles against Lamelo, man, I thought he was really impressive. He looks like he's gonna be. A problem for everyone in the league. Like I said in the last episode, I think this kid is going to be something special. He can shoot it. He can get to the rack. And he just looks super confident already. Um, so, yeah, man. I, I, I really like what he did. I'm, I want to look at his numbers real quick. Cole Anthony, he, he was actually, he was, what, second amongst rookies in points. He averaged about 13 points. He played 23 minutes a game. I think as a I mean, I guess he's a combo guard, but as a guard, he's averaging, what, three? He, he was averaging, like, about three um, assists. So uh, I don't expect him to, you know, be that much of a, a playmaker, but he's definitely going to be a bucket when he, you know, really finds his stride in the NBA. But it, so, uh, so we, I guess we could segue right into LaMelo because I need I need to know. So anybody that's listening to this episode, man, I need to know what their opinions are on LaMelo. I'll give you a brief history of my, you know, my attitudes towards LaMelo. When Lonzo was coming out of college and, you know, we finally started hearing a lot more about LaMelo, I was like, okay, this kid is definitely going to be the best one out of all of his brothers. You know, and obviously he went through, you know, different schools. He ended up going overseas, playing in all these different places where I didn't feel like his competition was nearly as good as the competition he would have had if he went away to college. And his numbers didn't really impress me as much either, even though he was averaging like 17, 7, and 7 or something along, along those lines. His shooting numbers didn't really impress me much, and his defense really didn't impress me. So I was really questioning if he was it was going to translate, if his skill was going to translate in the NBA like it should. And I'm not going to lie, I was a little skeptical. And after the first preseason game, that skepticism was raised a little bit because I'm like, is he going to have a he's going to have a problem scoring in the NBA and he's going to have a hard time defending. But he was really he's really good at playmaking. I'll give him that. Uh, one thing about his game that that's translated already is the fact that he can pass that rock. You know, he can make a he can make that play. He's gonna get the alley oop. He's gonna make that fast break. You know, hail mary pass, and, and it's gonna be very accurate. But his scoring, I'm not necessarily sure I see it yet. Uh, I saw D Wade tweet. You know, he's uh, Lamelo's obviously a problem, and I think he is gonna be a problem. I just I don't know. I'm still on the fence. I don't know how, how fast he's going to become a problem. I've seen what he did in the preseason, uh, but I don't know. Y'all need to let me know what y'all think of LaMelo. I'm still on the fence about it. I'm not saying that he's going to be a bust or anything like that. I still think he has the potential to be better than his brother. 
But as of right now, I think I think Alonzo heard all the whispers and the way he's been playing in preseason, he's looking like he's about to come come into the season crazy. His shot looks a lot better. Uh and I already expect him to play really good defense. So we'll see about that. Another one of the, the rookies that I mentioned on the last show that I wanted to bring up again was Precious Achua. If you didn't listen to the last episode, I mentioned Precious Achua got drafted by the uh, Miami Heat. And I thought that was a great draft pick for them. Uh, he, only got to, he only got a chance to play two games. But in one of the games that I actually got a chance to watch, I saw a few of the highlights. He had, I think, 13 points, 15 rebounds. Uh, three assists, and that's basically what I expected from Precious. That, those are the numbers that I expect him, you know, when he finally gets his groove in the NBA, that's the type of player I see him being. I don't know if he's necessarily going to be an all-star, but he's going to be hard-nosed, he's going to be physical, he's going to be athletic, and those are the type of guys that Miami likes. So I really expect him to prosper in that culture, in that environment. And like I said before, I think he's going to compliment Bam. I think he's going to compliment Jimmy. You know, he's tough. He's going to be like a little body. He's going to be a bodyguard for, you know, guys like Tyler and, and Duncan Robinson and all those guys. So watch out for Precious Achua. As a matter of fact, the guys that I mentioned, I don't know if I necessarily want to give you guys my old rookie team predictions because that's super precise. And I haven't really gotten a chance to see all the rookies play like that. But guys like Devin Vassell, Cole Anthony, LaMelo, obviously, Precious. I expect these guys to be on one of the teams, either first or second. Precious may be second, but guys like Devin Vassell has a really good chance of making first team. Uh, guys like Cole Anthony have a really good chance of making first team. LaMelo, because of the height, he has a really good chance of making first team too, but I need to see more because I'm not necessarily sure, like I said, his scoring is going to translate right off the bat. If, and if he is scoring, I think it's going to be very low percentages. But I, but I digress on the rookies. Let's get into... The play, uh, I guess the if they're not rookies, they're considered vets or second year players and up. There's a lot that I saw that I liked again, and there's a lot that I saw that was very questionable. But off the bat, I'm standing by my statement that Anthony Davis is going to win the Most Valuable Player award. I'm standing by that statement. He sh- he, j- it just looks so easy for him right now, and I think LeBron is setting him up to be that guy. LeBron is setting him up to be the most defensive, the most offensive player in the NBA. I think he's about to have his Shaq run. You know, when Shaq was really dominating the NBA, granted, you know, you got guys like Jokic, you got guys like Joel Embiid, you got guys like Giannis. I think Anthony Davis is in the best situation in terms of winning basketball, winning championships, and having that limelight and that spotlight, you know, and just the perfect opportunity to just average like 35 points and 12 rebounds and three blocks. I see that. I see those type of numbers for Anthony Davis this season, and I can see that happening. So, yeah, so that's the first thing, you know, coming out of preseason again, although it's very early and you don't want to look into it too much. Anthony Davis is somebody that I was confident was probably going to win MVP before the preseason started. I said this. Just seeing how he was playing in the finals, seeing how he was playing in the bubble, it looks like he's just set up for success right now and winning his first MVP. Also, while we're on the topic of Anthony Davis, I guess I'll, I'll mention it because I saw this on, on social media earlier today. The comparison between Anthony Davis and Tim Duncan, a lot of people saying that Anthony Davis is better than Tim Duncan. He's not necessarily better, but he has a chance to be. His career, by the time it's over, he has a chance to, to be better than Tim Duncan, but he has a long way to go. Because Tim Duncan, to me, is the best power forward of all time. 
uh, no argument. Everybody else, you know, you got guys like Dirk, you got guys like Kevin, you got guys like Pau Gasol, and I'm sure there's a lot of guys that I'm just, I'm blanking on right now, but Anthony Davis definitely has the skill set to be better than Tim Duncan, so I'll leave it at that. Um, I don't think he's better right now. He only got one championship. In terms of skill-wise, he definitely has a a, a very crazy skill set. You know, the way he's able to handle, handle the ball. Tim Duncan wasn't able to handle the ball like that, but also... Tim Duncan was a uh, very, very, very reliable, and um, you know he's proven already. You know what I'm saying? You can't you can't compare five championships to one. Uh, so I can't I can't really give Anthony Davis that that title yet. But another person, that, another player that had a, a great impressed me. He impressed me during the preseason, and I expect him to be extremely impressive during the regular season. Is the best point guard of all time. Stephen Curry, yes, I said it, and I'm standing by it. By the time his career is over, I'm sure a lot more people will agree with me. But yeah, Stephen Curry, he's coming for blood. He heard all the whispers, everybody talking about Dame shooting and and shooting in ways that Steph couldn't, and all that nonsense. Mind you, I, Dame is my guy. You know, I respect Dame. Dame is he was the best point guard in the NBA last season. But the best point guard in the NBA is coming back now. And Stephen Curry, man. So all the other point guards need to, to relax a little bit. Stephen Curry's coming for his his throne. And I expect a, a MVP season for him. If he manages to stay healthy and if he can push Golden State to a playoff, uh, a playoff spot. Which I'm not necessarily sure they're gonna do. But if he does, then I expect him to be in a you know in contention to win MVP as well. But I don't think he's gonna actually win it. Another player that I want to take some time to acknowledge is Zion Williamson, man. I'm pretty sure if you're watching basketball, you was watching Zion Williamson, too. This kid is an all-star already. Um, the hype is real. Anybody that didn't believe it, I don't, I don't see what's going on with you. Then you're really not paying attention. The hype is real about this kid. And if he were to play a full season last season, the way he was... If, he's, if he was playing... Last season, the way he was playing in this preseason, he could have probably been an all-star last season, if we're being completely honest. Because this kid is box office. He should not... Nobody should be able to move that quick and be that big, man. Like, the way he's able to just get up off his feet after missing a bucket that quick is just so exciting to me. I'm really excited to see this kid play. Lonzo, like I said, Lonzo's shot has gotten better. Lonzo's definitely, his assist is going to go up for sure. I see him just becoming a smarter passer. Lonzo, uh, Zion's going to be a smarter player. You know, you pair him with another all-star in Brandon Ingram. I see nothing but great things for New Orleans. I'm excited about that team. I'm excited about Brandon Ingram as well. I thought he was really, he looked really comfortable um, out there. And, you know, he just got that extension. So, New Orleans is really going to be an exciting team to watch, man. I'm definitely going to be tuning in to watch them play. But I wanted to spend a little more time talking about players, but I just remember that in the last episode, the team I gave you guys my predictions for the teams that were going to make the playoffs. And for some reason, I left off a team that, now that I look back, I, I was bugging. So if you, if you paid attention to the last episode, I mentioned that I had Milwaukee going to the playoffs. I had the Boston Celtics going to the playoffs. I had Philly going to the playoffs. I had Brooklyn going to the playoffs. I had Miami, 
Washington, and I believe I said Indiana and Atlanta. I believe those are the teams that I said because that's the, that's the teams that I'm seeing here. But I wanted to make a correction to that list. If that's the list that I said, the team that I would be taking out of this conversation is Indiana. Uh, I've replaced Indiana with Toronto. So, mind you, I'm probably going to be changing, if I'm being completely honest with y'all, I'm probably going to be changing my list as the as the season goes on. Um, this is just my, like, you know, before the season starts, these are my predictions. When we get to All-Star break, I'm pretty sure my, my season's predictions are going to change as to who's going to be going to the playoffs. But for now, you know, gun to my head, this is the teams that I have going in. So, like I said, it's Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, Brooklyn, Miami, Washington, Toronto, and Atlanta. Um, and honorable mention, for New York's sake, I got to put New York in there just in case. You know, we might just sneak in, just like, whoa, nobody expected that. <laughs> um, no, nah, I'm just joking. But anyway, uh, for the for the West, I got, like I said before, Los Angeles Lakers, Los Angeles Clippers, Portland Trailblazers, Denver Nuggets, Utah Jazz, Phoenix Suns, Dallas Mavericks, and the Houston Rockets. But that's up in the air because I don't know where James Harden is going to be. James, John Wall looks healthy. Christian Wood looks good. DeMarcus looks healthy. But James Harden might not be there. So if James Harden happens to leave and then they end up, you know, just getting a whole bunch of draft picks and stuff like that and they get out, New Orleans has a really good chance of going. So I'll leave it at that with those guys. So for the last segment of the show, it is time for Knicks and Dimes. Woo! Nah, I'm joking. I got to I gotta figure out with like some sound effects. I got to get all that stuff going to make it a little more, you know, edgy. But I'm not there yet, so <laughs> we'll just keep it at that. It's time for Knicks and Dimes, y'all. So all my Knicks fans, huddle up. It's time to get down to the nitty-gritty. Preseason's over. A lot of things, like I said, that I like. A lot of things that I did not like. So let's talk about the things that I did not like first. I like getting the bad news out the way before we get into, you know, all the positives. Bad news. The bad news is Alfred Payton is still on the team. No offense, Alfred Payton, because if you watch, if you're listening to my podcast, no offense to you, you're obviously a good player because you're in the NBA, but you just don't match what we're trying to do in New York. To be honest with you, I was never really excited about Alfred coming to New York. I just give props to anybody that's in New York because you're on my team. So I try to, you know, focus on the positives. He's a great defender. That's cool. But I think him being here takes away minutes from Frank Nilekina, which I think New York hasn't developed properly yet. I think him being here takes away spacing from for RJ, so he gotta he gotta just get off the floor, right? When he is on the floor, or he does his pass the ball to Julius Randle anyway. Not a big fan of that. So yeah, that's the bad news, right? We saw it in some of the games in preseason when they started playing that zone on us. We couldn't do nothing. He kept shooting and he kept bricking, and I hated it. It sucked. So anyway, another thing that I didn't really like, Julius Randle, I'm up in the air. I'm always on the fence about Julius, right? When we first got him, obviously, you know, we were disappointed because we didn't get KD, we didn't get Kyrie. But I'm like, yo, I like Julius Randle because he could bull. He's a bully. And that's the type of, like, game I liked in New York. But because we gave him that contract, I guess he had the sense that it's his team. You know, he's the first option. 
And I guess I can't blame him, but we can't have Julius Randle be the first option and expect to win many games. Julius is the third option at best if we want to be a real contender, right? And again, this is no knock to Julius Randle. I think he's great. But for what we have going on in New York right now, RJ is our guy. If you don't see it, you're blind. RJ is going to be an all-star at some point in his career, and he's showing that. First of all, you've seen all the improvements that he's made in these from, from last season to now. His jump shot looks way better, right? He's shooting way better from the free throw line, and he just looks stronger. First of all, he's stronger, and he looks like his he's, he's playing smarter. So having, like I said, Leon Rose, or James Dolan hiring Leon Rose, and Leon Rose hiring Tom Thibodeau, the best thing that could happen to New York, man. The best thing that could happen to New York basketball. But Julius Randle, for some reason, I just don't feel like he knows how to play with RJ. Even though he did show, and that's, again, that's something I was going to mention and things that I liked from preseason. He did show signs of hope when he was moving the ball. Anytime Julius Randle is pass first, when he's playing pass first, because he's a bully down low, right? So anytime he's playing smart and passing the ball around, we look good. That's the Julius Randle that I like. But if you're going to try to be the Julius Randle that's going to try to take over the game, tornado turnovers into three people every time and look and look RJ off, nobody's going to want you in New York. And that's just my honest opinion on that. So those are a few things that I didn't like. Another thing that I didn't like, to be honest with you guys, is as much as he showed glimmers of hope, I didn't necessarily like Obi Toppin's preseason performance. You know, I'm still really high on this guy, but to but to be honest, I think Emmanuel quickly looked a lot more confident than Obi did. At least uh, he looked more settled. O, uh, Obi's uh, his offensive game didn't look too settled to me. I feel like he kept getting forced baseline, and every time he forced the baseline, luckily he knows how to pass, so he was able to make those passes to the to the corner. But I think he he needs to settle his game on offense. You know, and I think that'll it'll come in time. But yeah, I wasn't really too impressed with Obi's game. I was definitely, I guess we'll go right into the things that I liked. Emmanuel quickly is a stud. I think he's going to be a really good shooter in the NBA. Whether he turns out to be our starting point guard or not, he's going to be a really good shooter in the NBA. His flow to his touch is really soft. He's going to be able to get a bucket. But I, I'm, it's it's left to be seen, though, if he's going to be the starter. Everybody's saying that he should start, he should start. I'm not necessarily sure I want him starting right now. Uh, like I said, they they have they probably have Alfred penciled in as the starter, but I still want to see Frank Nilekina starting next to RJ, man. And with Kevin Knox's performance, another, I'm going to get to Kevin in a second. I want to see uh, Frank starting next to RJ. And if, if Julius is going to, you know, learn how to pass the ball, I want Julius starting with Mitchell Robinson or Nerlens Noel, either one, it doesn't matter, with, with Kevin at the three. I want to see what they could do. I think that Frank, if you were paying attention to the few minutes that he did play in preseason, his shot still looked, he still has mechanics. I think he, just like RJ, just like Kevin, his shot is going to improve this season. His shot is definitely going to improve. So the same way we get excited with Emmanuel quickly, I think that he should be the first point guard coming off the bench. Or Dennis, with Dennis Smith. Either way, I think they all look good uh, with each other right now, except for Alpha Payton. So I would really love to see Frank start. And, you know, as the season progresses, if Emmanuel quickly shows to be that guy, then you pass the keys on to him. 
So that's my opinion on that. But let's move on to Kevin Knox, man, because I, I again, before I started this podcast, if you were following the LaVarsity Bull page, I said it. Kevin Knox is going to be a candidate for most improved. Having guys like Kenny Payne in the locker room, having guys like Mike Woodson in the locker room, having guys like Tom Thibodeau is going to be is going to work great for his confidence, his game. He always had the shooting mechanics. He just didn't have the confidence. He was 19 when he came in. One of the youngest guys in the NBA when he came in, and now he's in year three, and he's going to show out. I really expect him to show out this year. You saw the games that he had with Emmanuel quickly on the floor with with. When they space the floor out, his, he's shooting a lot better, and he's going to be a threat. He's going to be a threat. He's 6'9", and he could really shoot it. I think, actually, I'm lying. I think they shrunk him <laughs> um, when they remeasured the NBA players. I think he may be 6'7", or 6'8", now, but regardless, he's going to stretch that floor, man. He's going to stretch the floor for RJ to get to the basket. Watch RJ's numbers go up because of guys like Kevin Knox this season. I expect that. So that's another thing I liked. I liked the defense. The defense was amazing. I think that's what's going to set us apart from every other season that we've had in a long time. I think New York is finally going to be a defensive team. You know, even though we're not going to have fans in the garden, when you come play us, it's going to be tough. It's not going to be sweet. You're not going to just bully us like I've been doing for the last how, how many seasons, man. I'm telling y'all, New York is on the rise. Yeah, I need to get with it. Like I said, I need to, I need to get a bandwagon, man. I need to find one of those because I know the bandwagon is going to we're going to need a bandwagon soon for all the fans that we're going to get. But I'm going to leave it at that, y'all. That We're going to call that an episode. Thank y'all for tuning in, and I'll see y'all next time.